listening to Now Steaming. This is the podcast where we serve fresh hot takes from a millennial Chinoy perspective. My name is Stan C, and on this journey of unpacking our identities as Chinese Filipinos or as Chinois, I'm joined by the co-creators of So Asian Comics, my co-hosts, Cedric Cheng and Kimberly Mass. We had a lot of fun on our last episode just breaking down the representation of Chinois and Chinese people in general in Filipino mass media. And we left off our conversation in, in 2002 with the very first Manapo film. So a few months after Manapo happened, um, the Pinoy pop culture sphere entered into a new realm when Meteor Garden was introduced by ABS-CBN in May of 2003. So were you guys uh, part of the Meteor Garden craze? Well, I'm not sure about Seth. He's, he's shaking his head, but I, I was definitely the there. <laughs> actually. So I'm not yeah. familiar with the whole plot point, but I do remember the song uh-huh. and that everybody mm-hmm. kept on shouting Dao Ming Su and okay. all that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's quite accurate. But for, for me, I think it was a really big thing back in Ika. Um, I remember having a lot of, uh, I think, uh, F4 was yeah. endorsing Pepsi. Correct me yes. if I'm wrong. Pepsi. Yes, they were correct. endorsing. Do you remember Pepsi. the song they were using? Yes. <laughs> uh, and the title? I just, Ask for I just more. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but but yeah. Speaking of Pepsi and all of the things that they're endorsing, it's just grab it. Like I didn't even notice like the craze was actually there. Until like uh, Pepsi started handing out notebooks with F4 yeah. in it, especially like, tons at the time, yung yung nineties and two thousands, yung may mukha ng celebrities sa notebook, de ba? Yeah, like, yeah, you, that was a be, thing. You'd be used to yung mga matinee idols or yung mga teen mm. stars like sina Jolie na magdangal, yung mga mukha nila na sa notebook. But yep. when you had Taiwanese actors, mm-hmm. the F4 guys on the notebooks, you knew that they were crossing a different mm-hmm. level of mainstream fame in the Philippines, mm-hmm. which is really weird because. Meteor Garden originally came out in Taiwan in 2001. And by 2003, medyo pa wane off na yung yeah. F4 as a boy band. They were getting ready to go in their own separate ways and go back into their own solo careers. But you know, they, they found a new life in the Philippines to the point that they got brought over here for fucking concert. Like they headlined a yeah. show of their own at, I think, Araneta. So it, it was that big. Um, I myself was one of those... F4 fans Like I have all three Of their CDs Because I, ne- I, I never Outgrew it I wanted okay. to grow my hair Like the F4 guys yeah. Like I, I wanted Yung rebonded Na pababang hair Ni Vaness Because Vaness Was yeah, my yeah. bias so, Yeah I can see that <laughs> I can so like, see that. that That was that, that was really my thing um, mm. um, Meteor Garden I watched every episode Of both seasons I, I memorized The F4 music And it was So popular and it really led to, as said mentioned earlier, the chinito chinita look being very popular because all of a sudden, from the ba yung yung uh, the chinito chinita look not really being super popular, and now you have mm-hmm. F four on TV every day. It became super popular. Yeah. Do you guys remember this time that you were starting to see more people who looked like us on TV? Yes, like the whole East Asian look mm-hmm. became the thing with the long hair and. Um... There were like local media surrounding. I, I think um, there were songs written about about us, right? Like Chinito, the song. Yeah, it? by Yang Constantino. That yeah. that comes that, out, that comes out later on, na. Later but on. like during this time in the early two thousands, 
everybody wanted a, fra- uh, 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 a piece of the Asian novella pie. Mm-hmm. Like, GMA7 yeah. had their counterpart to Meteor Garden, which was a series called My MVP Valentine. And it featured a boy band as well called 5566. So, that was GMA's panlaban naman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, er, nga, um, here locally, we didn't really see that take effect sa local stars until Star Circle Quest happened yeah. by 2004, 2005. And, um, this is where Sandara Park comes in. Of course, the younger generation of fans probably knows her better as Dara from 21. Mm-hmm. But she started out here in the Philippines uh, yeah. as part of Star Circle Quest. Remember when uh, she's Korean, she's not Chinese, but mm-hmm. yung looks niya na East Asian were so yes. exotic and, and cute. And then she had that krung krung gimmick, remember? Na parang, parang laging lutang and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, she didn't. She got really popular here. And then after a while, like she, she moved to Korea, right? And then yeah. she also got her fame there as well. So, yeah, um, really happy for her where she is right now. But um, I remember that time. I think Sand- until now, still like Sandara gets endorsements. Even before, like I remember when she was in Star Circle Quest, um, everyone would talk about Sandara. And I'm like, okay, who is this? And obviously that time, um, you know, you don't have Wi-Fi yet, so you had to go home and like check out who's this girl. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's her Korean. Uh, grew up in the Philippines. Moved here when she was. What, uh, I think 14 or 15? So. Yeah, that's why she bata really spoke pa. the language. Mm-hmm. Right? Even until now, if you watch her on Korean television, she's Tagalog. Siya. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the unique things about her gimmick in Korea, that, yeah. that she'll break out in random Tagalog in, in yeah. 2021. Which actually but, makes her relatable right? yeah. to, to mga Pinoy's. Yeah, like uh, to, to Pinoy's like us. Oh, yeah, that, like mm-hmm. atin yan. Because she came from here. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, in the mid-2000s, Pinoy Big Brother happens, and yeah. after the first season, I don't know who came up with the idea of putting teenagers in, in on reality mm. TV. Always a bad idea. <laughs> yep. uh, but it spawned an entire generation of celebrities. Um, PBB teens happened. This gave us people like Matt Evans, people like yes. Gerald Anderson. Uh, I, I gotta give a shout out to my boy Waki Mendoza, who they brought in mid season to be the bad guy of the show. Uh, they mm-hmm. they uh, they had um, Mikey Lee, who uh, was an Atenista but was also Chinoy, and of yeah. course Kim Chu, the winner of the season. So Kim Chu wins Pinoy Big Brother, and she turns from a typical Chinita high school student in Cebu to like this na- uh, nationwide sensation. Mm-hmm. Nah, she's in, in TV shows and movies and she's singing and they're really banking on her looks as Chinita. And I would say that she's really the first Chinita na, na local star. Like after Sandara, it was really Kim, diba? And and Kim, as someone also named Kim, mm-hmm. as someone who's also Chinita, um, how did you feel seeing someone like Kim Chu finally, you know, getting pushed like she was the next coming of Sina Camille Prats, Angelica Panganiban, and and their generation? Yeah, it was actually surprising for me. Um, like, I didn't watch PBB, okay? Uh, not because I didn't like it or whatnot. It's just, um, it didn't appeal to me. Like, the reality TV. I, I wasn't, like, a reality TV fan. So, when Kim Chu got her fame through PBB, that was the time I started to take notice. Like, I didn't even watch any of the PBB episodes. When she got her fame there, um, when she was also paired up with Gerald Anderson that time, um, I was like, okay, so who's this girl? And then my mom was actually also talking about it. She was telling me, hey, there's this uh, Chinese girl. She's from Cebu. You know, your auntie, I think she knows her. You know, it's that kind of stuff, right? Like, it's getting closer and closer to home. Na you actually have some sort of uh, parang, 
a piece of you in in uh, in media, diba? Para, oy, baka she can star in Manipo. That's actually what my mom said. Oh, baka she might get uh, some roles in Manipo. Which Doesn't she end up getting a role in a yeah, Manipo yeah, film the, down the road? Yeah, yeah. I, I think she did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I have to rewatch the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, definitely she was there and she was actually, I would say, like the pioneer, like yung parang face ng mga chinitas in, in like the industry, right? Like she was the very first one and after that, you see like other stars as well, like uh, sino pa ba? Sina Gretchen Ho. Gretchen Ho, yes, uh, Gretchen, Gretchen Ho, Ho Yun. Um and, and many others uh, like her who entered hosting and, and entertained. Loreen Uy, diba? who Kim Chu yeah. starred with yeah. in, in uh, My Binondo Girl later on. Um, but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, let's go back to Kim in the mid-2000s because I remember, uh, you know, I see her on TV. She To me, she looked like the typical Ika next door. Because mm-hmm. I'm Xavier, right? And I'm like, yeah, Kim Chu looks like the type of girl I would have a crush on. To you said, did did Kim Chu ever enter your radar? Because you know, you're not really that much of a Pinoy pop culture consumer. That and also I'm not a fan of um like reality shows in general. Like mm-hmm. um and also Yeah, but did you hear of her? Did you, I did did you know hear she existed? Of her, but okay, to our viewers, I'm very sorry, but <laughs> I don't know what Kim Chu looks like. <laughs> so, oh my God. I'm oh my so goodness. Sorry. I am so sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh my God. It's it's that point. I think there was a time we, okay, just, just to give our viewers or our listeners a little like background, there was a time we, we went to ABS-CBN because we got interviewed for uh, ANCs on the money. So when I was there, obviously I was a Pinoy I know, a consumer that like I watched a Pinoy uh, soap opera. So when I went there, I was telling said, "Hey, that's that's this names this actor, names that actress." And then he's like, "I even know them." And I'm like, "Really? Even like the famous ones? Like he does not." I'm so like, sorry. Wala, wala really, I have to apologize. <laughs> yeah, but but, but he's awesome. heard of the name. He's and heard of the name. Episode. I'm just gonna be the listener. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, okay. It's be uh, interesting, I, 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 I know I know said you're not alone because you're not the first Chinoy I've met who just abstained from Pinoy pop culture mm-hmm. whether uh, because of, of their own volition or because their parents forbade them from watching anything Pinoy which is really ridiculous because mm. you live in the fucking just, Philippines. I'm, a... I'm not shitting on you, dude. I'm not shitting on you. Yeah, yeah. Just saying, okay. You're not yeah. the only one nakilala kong ganyan. True. I, I want to say something about that as well, Jung. Okay, you should watch anything Pinoy because I've actually heard that statement. Yes, ako din. I've heard that statement from my uh, this is my friend's my good friend's mom which I won't name drop anymore <laughs> sorry auntie so yeah um, I was watching uh, I think I was watching uh, parang soap opera yata, a Filipino soap opera and then while I was watching it she told me Oi, stop watching that you're gonna become more Pinoy and oh I'm like God. what do you mean more Pinoy <laughs> what do you mean more really? Pinoy okay. yes yes uh, yeah I can tell you about it like so in detail after, but it's that's ridiculous. It's, yeah, exactly. Like, I know people were told uh, not to speak in Tagalog at home, not to mm-hmm. listen to Filipino songs, watch Filipino TV Why? show. It's, it's stupid. Um, even yeah. in Manupo, yung character ni Chris Aquino and Eric Kizon, they would uh, not let their kids speak in Tagalog. They would not let their kids watch Filipino anything. <laughs> like it's in their characters in the fucking movie. It, it's, yeah, real. Yeah. it's real. It's real. It's, it's real. real, and it's really stupid. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's go back to Kim Chu. So, sige, uh, said ni mo kailala si, si Kim Chu. Cool. Um, right around the same time that Kim Chu was on the up and up, may counterpart din siya na lalaki who was making a name for himself on the basketball court. And his name is Chris Tu. I'm sure you know who Chris Tu is, right, Said. 
I've heard of his name, but I uh, if if, if I put Chris Yu in a, in a row of like uh, Chinois and I ask you which one of them is Chris Yu, can you point? <laughs> would you make really? you want it that way? Holy I, I cow! I'm so sorry to our viewers and to you guys. Oh my god! Like, like okay, this yeah, is more this unforgivable is for me. This is more unforgivable for me because Chris Yu became like the the standard, yeah, yeah. like the golden boy talaga for Saverians mm-hmm. one and two Chinois everywhere. Like, you know, you, you want a model Saverian? You want a model, good-looking Chinoy, rich, successful, Ooh. good guy? Chris Chu. Chris Chu, that's Chris the guy. Chu. Yeah, even my mom knows Chris Chu. She's like, yeah, <laughs> you know who's the, who's the best Saverian? He's gonna be, she's going to be like, okay, yeah, it's Chris Chu. She be model, going, yeah. yeah. Even to my brother, my mom would say that, you uh, be, like, be more like Chris Chu, you know, join the basketball team and maybe someday so, you can Sorry, guys, it's just, you know, I, co- I come from Makati Hope Christian School, then after Chris college. Chris lives in Makati, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> then I went to CSB. Um, and I'm just not really familiar with all of these, um, like our local celebrity yeah. culture. Because, no, Chris Yu kasi went mainstream talaga like mm. Kim. Both Kim Chu, like, like Kim Chu was a star mag- is a star magic talent, diba? And and Chris Yu was an Ateneo UAAP player, made it to the PBA, was hosting uh the local version of Ripley's Believe It or Not on GMA and a bunch of other TV shows. He's one of the owners of Happy Lemon in the Philippines. Like he, oh, his oh, fingerprints yeah, are really everywhere. So okay. yeah, I mean, that's, so, why I, that's why I'm, I'm I'm familiar with the name, Chris Yu. I keep hearing it, but I don't know his face, you know. Um, oh my and also, god! And also because I don't, <laughs> I don't watch basketball as well. So sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on you for not watching basketball, but like I would have expected you to know who Chris Chu is. That's all I'm saying. I know he's a celebrity, but I don't know what he looks like. So that's. Uh, okay, so you're he's you're clearly the outlier. You you are the outlier. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're 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 a minority here. Yeah. Like, yeah. He lives under a rock. That's oh. that's what I was telling you. He's living under a rock My and God. then Fuck. <laughs> okay. uh, it's gonna be interesting though. It's gonna be interesting. Right? So, For... Yeah, yeah. So so the mid two thousands give us Kim Chu and Chris Chu and they're on the up and up and suddenly, you know, you, they, they, they change young standards of attractiveness. Which when you think about it, um in the previous generations kasi, or even the previous decade, meron na rin naman mga Chinoy artistas. It's just that they didn't use mga Chinese na names. So for mm-hmm. example, Ricardo Cepeda is a Filipino actor, very good looking, still is a good looking actor, uh, who doesn't use a Chinese name, but he's Chinese Filipino. Ricardo Cepeda appears in My Beyond the Girl, by the way. He's the main bad guy. Um, so so he, he's an example of somebody who I used to watch in like the 90s action films as a stereotypical bad guy, but never identified as Chinoy because he doesn't look instantly Chinoy like like Chris Yu would or like Cedric Cheng would. <laughs> so so okay, so the uh from the from the late two thousands, let's move to the uh early twenty tens. Cause by this point, you know, um see Kimerald is a thing, right? Yeah. That that love theme, that ship for the for the kids. God, I sound old. Yeah, for um, the for a freaking decade or more, yeah, that ship sailed. Even right now, it's still very much relevant. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like Kimrold isn't a thing anymore, but like no, people no, still no. know who Kim and Gerald mm-hmm. are, deba. Mm-hmm. Um, by the early 2010s, we get the rise of Sian Lim and Richard Yap. So uh, Richard Yap, you know him as Sir Chief, deba from yeah. Please Be Careful with My Heart, yep. teleserye with uh, Jody Santa Maria Laxon or Jody Santa Maria. And and um, it all came from the show My Binondo Girl. So Kim said you didn't watch My Binondo Girl back in the day, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. But I only saw snippets of it just before our recording. 
Mm-hmm. Sige, your, your thoughts, said uh, before I get to Kim, because I think Kim's a, l- a little bit more familiar with this show. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, first of all, sorry, because um, I enjoy watching movies. So from the 1940s up until the 1970s, 80s. So, um, but with my Been on the Girl, it's just the, the writing, the plot point, the acting, and uh, the, sorry, the soundtrack even. I just couldn't sit through it because it was just jarring to watch. And at the same time, like Richard Yap's appearance during the first few minutes of the movie, like, <laughs> that's not, what? It's not a movie, it's a movie. It's a movie, it's a movie. It ran for like half a year yeah, on, yeah, on uh, yeah, ABS. It's a movie, And um, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, I do remember watching a few um, movies where there are supposed to be like Chinese you know, actors in it, but usually the portrayals are just either your you're like straight up mainland Chinese or, you know, like what Stan mentioned earlier, you're like you're a Taipan, right? So it's like, uh, it's a very limited spectrum of Chinois being portrayed in popular media or so I think. Okay, how about you, Kim? Uh, your thoughts? Because I think you mentioned in our group chat that you did catch it a bit back in the day. Yeah, actually, I did until the very end. I, I'm not so sure why we watched. Okay, this was back in, if I'm not mistaken, 2011, right? Yeah. 2011 mm-hmm. to 2012, it ran for quite quite some time. And uh, I remember they actually extended this teleseria. It was supposed to end um, at a certain date. And then I think it became really, really popular. Yeah. So the director was like, and the, the director and the producers were like, okay, yeah, let's extend this, even though the plot doesn't make sense anymore. Let's extend it for the sake of views. So yeah, they did. Um, I, I actually watched it till the end. Although the latter parts didn't really make sense to me anymore because it was obvious that they were really, really doing their best to extend it for for yeah for as long as they can yeah to to extend the plot and yung for me lang naman um sabi ko the, the title my binondo girl sabi ko okay is this about like a, a Chinese Filipino residing in Binondo yung story niya how 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 he or she grew up and then okay boom open it's about I I this it it opens with I I Dallas Alas and uh, uh, Richard Yap uh, meeting in China, right? Meeting in Guangzhou, in China. China. Yeah. Guangzhou, so, China. No, no, Guangzhou, not not or Guang- Guangzhou, probably. Guangzhou, yeah. I think Guangzhou. Yeah, Guangzhou, yeah, yeah, China. Yeah, yeah. They met there, fell in love. Um, got this a kid. Set in the 80s, because Kim Chu's yeah, character 80s. is like our age, right? So for them to have mm-hmm. met as parents, probably 80s or 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So so take that into context, and then uh, said, I don't know if you can add this in post, but let's put the screenshot of Richard Yap here because he's introduced to the Philippine <laughs> audiences looking like a fucking commoner from the dynastic era exactly. of China. With the ponytail yeah. and the center part hair. That was Sed's first comment, actually, yeah, when uh, we were re-watching it earlier. We were saying, okay, why does he look like that? And his hair was like super messy with the traditional Chinese, uh, I, I don't know what you call it, Chongsam? Like polo, not Chongsam. Because poor yung character, niya, mm-hmm. si Chen Si is poor, diba? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, he looks like a commoner or a peasant from no. the Qing dynasty or whatever yes. the fuck. And, and it's supposed to be set in the 80s. Now, I get na red China and all that, yeah. and that they were closed oh off to the world for so long. But <laughs> I, I think if you look at enough pictures from Tiananmen Square, which happened in the late 80s, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the commoners, or like, you know, common Chinese people, didn't look like that. Exactly. So like, and it, it goes back to what at the end of the previous episode, na representation in the writer's room. And I was looking at the credits of the of of, of my Binondo girl, and not, 
not a lot of Chinese names. And I know that that's not enough to like judge. But if I mean, like, I, I don't have a lot to go on here. Parang, I, I don't think na they had a lot of input from actual Chinese people or from actual Chinese Filipinos. So, appearance palang to ni Chen Si, ha? Let's get to the name. Because he has two fucking last names Chen Si. And uh, he has two <laughs> last names, okay? Like, fucking hell. When, when, when yung character ni Robbie Domingo, Chen Si the second. The second, yeah. Dies. Junior. Yeah, so he dies in like episode three, his first yeah. appearance. May lapida siya. So I saw the Chinese name. The Chinese name is Chen, as in yung Tan, na name. Yeah. And then Shirt, which is also a surname. And it's not even the shirt ni Henry C. or my shirt. And then Er, <laughs> Chen Shir Er. Like literally, Chen C2. <laughs> Two, yeah. Nobody was fucking consulted on a f- proper name? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was actually wondering why he, uh, Ch- Richard Yap's name was actually Chen C. So I go, legit ba to? <laughs> Chen and then... Sorry. It just reminded me of, you know how... Have you ever experienced like just some random like non-Chinoy would ask you, hey, can you give me a Chinese name? Or what's ah, the Chinese yeah. equivalent of my name? Dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works. Or even you stereotypes of states na, uh, let's say, like some white guy, <laughs> I mean, uh, let's stereotype the white people. <laughs> some white guy meets an Asian American. Hey, what's your name? Hey, I'm Tom. No, what's your real name? <laughs> 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 so like we're laughing yeah, yeah, now, but yeah. it's really fucked up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so parang reverse ito, na parang come on, really Chen C. Uh, and and sure, Papa Chen sounded very catchy. Like you know, I still can't forget the word Papa Chen. And that that for for a long time, Richard Yap was known as Papa Chen. Like it wasn't until he got into Please Be Careful with My Heart, which ran for years, na people forgot he was Papa Chen because he he became Sir Chief. So, sir na nga, chief pa. Tang ina naman eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask, like, what, was the, what was the idea behind Sir Chief? Uh, siya yung boss ni Jody Santa Maria. Okay. And so, she was a so. household helper. Kasambahay siya ni Sir Chief. And then, and then they fell in love. Chief. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay, going back to my Binondo girl. So, my Binondo girl, yung nga, uh, Chen Si, very problematic uh, portrayal, right? Yeah. But it, yung nga, it brings us Richard Yap. It brings yeah. us Sian Lim. It gives us Loreen Uy. And yeah. other Chinoy actors. Ricardo Cepeda is also in the cast. He's the bad guy. Um, and and you know, a bunch of other uh, Chinoy actors there. Um, uh, let, let's talk about the, the Chen Si, the second character. Because that character's death leads to the central plot of, like I would say, the first half of the mm-hmm. season. Right? So, so um, the reason why si Richard Diap and Ai Ai de las Alas, their characters, don't get together is because yung unang anak ni Ai Ai de las Alas is female. Mm-hmm. And she gives birth to Kim Chu's character in China, and they do mention that the one-child policy existed, mm-hmm. but and, and then nabunti sila ulit. There was a second kid, si Yuan, na lalake, but uh, for Yuan to be allowed to be born, si Jade, yung character ni Kim Chu, had to be given away to the social workers or like to the government or whatever. So mm-hmm. si I, I was like, okay, I leave China, I leave China, and then si mm-hmm. Richard Yap, si si Papa Chen, let her leave China. So yon, that's uh, then they flew back to the Philippines. Uh, miscarriage happens, mm-hmm. and um, si Papa Chen marries yung former best friend ni Ai Ai, uh, yep. the character played by Cherry Pie Picache, si Jean yep. Dimasupil. So they get together, they have a family, and they have two kids: si Chen Si the second, Robbie Domingo, and Amethyst played by uh, Lorene Uy. Mm-hmm. 
So in in episode three, there's a party for Chen Si the Second's 18th birthday, and it's really opulent. Like the descriptions uh, we can give, it it's opulent, it's mm-hmm. indulgent. They're wearing chong sams again. Uh-huh. Yes, again. Was there a it, dragon it... dance. Yes, yes. <laughs> Freaking yes. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed. It wasn't even the chong sam. It was the dragon dance, and I'm like, okay. when did okay? When did we have a dragon dance in a birthday party? Never. Never. I've never. I've never. Only in okay. Yes, we do have uh, dragon lion dances during New Year. Yes, but birthday parties that's a no no. So. I was actually surprised na may dragon dance and then Baka naman was... kasi hindi tayo ng kayaman. Oh, oh, yun nga yata yung problema dito. <laughs> Peasants. <laughs> Peasants. Tayo ganun kayaman eh, commoner daw tayo. So so going back to the party, right? Chenzi turns 18. Um his father uh, tells everybody he's my successor. I'll, I'll let him go yes. abroad to study business and then he'll um inherit Chenjin Enterprises, blah blah blah. And then he gets a new car. Like it, it's typical rich Chinoy. Yes characterization which okay i'll give them th- uh, this it's metro true to life like i've got friends who mm-hmm. turned 18 and got a car or graduated from college and got rewarded got a, car. a car right yeah. even though it's your fucking responsibility to finish school and like i'm gonna stop yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> i hear you i hear you so so chen the second gets his car gets into it with uh cn lim and mateo guidicelli the Wu brothers and then subsequently gets into a car accident and fucking dies <laughs> and that sets off the chain of events yep. that leads to the main yep. storyline of my Binondo Girl. Because Chen Si in his uh, super traditional heart wants a male heir, ayon niya consider si Amethyst. So he's like, oh nga pala, I have a son, si Yuan. So he starts looking for Ai Ai de las Alas. So eventually, uh, si, si Kim Chu realizes na the only way I'll get his attention is if I pose off pose myself off as Yuan. And so they pull off fucking Pinoy Mulan, have her cut her hair, yeah. have her paint a mustache on her upper lip, and wear yeah. a suit. And you've seen Kim Chu. She's a really pretty girl. I like who will believe na lalaki siya, di ba? Parang this is wrong on so many levels because it's I mean negative stereotype towards trans people. It steps on that. Mm-hmm. Negative stereotypes on cross-dressing. Negative stereotypes on Chinese people uh, not valuing daughters. Yeah. Double standards and all that shit. Yes, it's yes. so problematic. Fuck. It's all rolled up into one. Say, okay, here's your present. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Pero, yeah. What did you Man. think of all of this? And like when, when we uh, rewatched it before recording? Well, I was like, wow, this, this was a thing back then? That was this was only going- 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this was a thing pala. And it, I remember it being um, being talked about. It was big because Kim Chu was still very hot that time. So everyone was, uh, everyone wanted to watch it. So, so yeah, it's like, wow, I, I can't believe na 10 years ago na pala to and it actually became a thing and people were watching it and to the point, the series was even extended. So, so yeah. Sobrang problematic niya. And um, ako, it, it affects me personally. Uh, because I wrote my undergrad thesis on my Binondo Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so 10 years ago, I was trying to find something to write about, and I thought it would be an easy thesis to take a look at my Binondo Girl and then criticize it from yung, yung mga theory perspective ng media studies, and then juxtapose it or compare it and contrast it with my own life. 
So what I did was I watched yung first 10 episodes where they really set the table and really introduce the characters, tell you about the customs and all that all that stuff and then um, compare and contrast with my life. And I did find some similarities like uh, certain customs like they were all in white dun sa wake ni Chen C, the second. Accurate naman, di ba? Because you know, we've all had to wear white at a um, wake or memorial service of a Chinese family member. Or um, I don't know if you remember the scene where Si Chen Si was telling si Jean, his wife, na hindi sila pwedeng pumunta dun sa living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that scene. Diba? Um, that's actually a common Chinese practice that the parents should not bury their kid. So I've, I've heard that because uh, one of my good friends from Savior passed away years ago and I also remember his parents uh, not being allowed to, to, to attend yung living. So, you know, there are these things that they get correctly, but for the most part, you know, the idea of cross-dressing yes. just to be accepted, um, it really didn't sit well with me. So I had a field day with my thesis back then. And then, no una kala ko, oh, dali nito. I just told my life story in the fucking thesis and I'm gonna fucking graduate. And I didn't expect to get feedback from my professor na parang, hey, this study is actually something you might want to expound on going forward. So doon nagsimula yung exploration ko about me being a Chinoy, a Chinese Filipino, how Chinese am I, how Filipino am I, the things that you see in the uh, title of the podcast or in the descriptions of the podcast. Doon siya nagsimula. So in a, in a very twisted, perverse way, I have my Binondo Girl to thank for all of this. <laughs> so it, it was what started your deconstruction of your identity and the culture. Yeah. 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 Basically. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I don't know if you uh, guys found the finale episode of My Beyond the Girl because I did. I, I found it on YouTube and mm-hmm. I watched it then because I, mm-hmm. I rewatched the first few episodes. And the finale, uh, out na si Kim Chu na she's not really Yuan, that she's actually mm-hmm. Jade, you know, and she's already to- already together with Andy, yung si the, Sian Lim, yeah, and then they get yeah. married and all that. And in, in the closing scene where they get married, they're still in fucking Chong Sam's. Like, like Chen C is in a Chong Sam, Jade and Andy are in a Chong Sam. It's like, um, how long did that show? Oh no, that half show a year. Long? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Half a year, which you know, is is like a normal um, duration for mm-hmm. a local series. But yeah, my my being on the girl was so problematic for me because it really exoticized the local Chinese further. Like. I would say that for all of its warts, Manopo actually brought us a few steps forward. And then my Binondo girl just sent us all the way back to the Qing dynasty. <laughs> Complete with Richard Yap's get-up in the first few minutes. Yeah, the first scene, pa lang, it really says a lot about like what's to come or what's actually in the series. So, so yeah. Um... It's weird. It, it, it's so weird. Um, the, the scene where Ililibing si Chen si the second, the marching band is playing Yelang Tai Piao, what a scene. Which is what? a love song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Okay. I don't think Sed got to that I, part. I didn't watch that part, but mm. what? <laughs> okay. It's, it's, I, I swear, it just blows my mind how um, in, in the credits, I actually took down the names of the writers. I'm not going to read them out because I don't want to mm-hmm. get sued for like fucking slander or whatever. <laughs> uh, but it says, original concept by blank and ABS-CBN content research and development. And like, you know, um, I, I'm not happy that ABS-CBN got shut down. I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many Chinois were in that room of ABS-CBN content research and development. It, it just really makes me wonder. Because I feel so underrepresented in that show, which is supposedly about us. Mm-hmm. The title itself, actually. Uh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is Menjo misleading. So 
completely different from what I expected. Na the show was supposed to be, de ba? Parang Binondo girl, someone who lives in what in Binondo, how how she grew up, and it was the complete opposite, actually. So yeah, yeah. Going back to what you said about um, Chinois in the in the writers' um, the writers' room, I don't think there were any, or maybe like one or two, one or two, and sometimes. They have different experiences, so I think you really need to have like more people or more like consultants in the room to get it a little bit more accurate, right? I hope so. I would, mm-hmm. I, I would want that, diba, For the next my Binondo girl or like the next next uh, mm-hmm. series that banks on the Chinoy looks of a uh, Kim Chu and the Cian Lim, and this is not the last Kim Chu and Cian Lim project. Like you know, they mm-hmm. would go out star in movies together and all that, but. My Binondo Girl was really the one that stuck out like a sore thumb because it's so backwards ng portrayal. Niya. Even though they tried to get some things right, I mean, like you can't, you can't mess up giving a guy two last names. It's like naming somebody Santos Escobar. That's a wrestling name, by the way, but he has two last names. Like, come on. Halatang hindi from that ethnicity yung gumawa ng pangalan. Kung ganun. So, yun, um. So my Beyond the Girl happens, and I and I uh, write my thesis and all that. Um, a few years later, Manupo is still running, mm-hmm. right? It's a franchise; it's still alive. And Kim, you ended up watching the most recent installment of Manupo, yeah, which we was... watched it, the last one. Okay, so I I didn't get to watch this. So I want to know your thoughts. Like, what did you observe? Because Manupo Seven Chinoy mm-hmm. stars yeah. Richard Yap. It stars En Chong Di. Yes. Uh, Janela Salvador. Jesse Mendiola. Um, Jesse Mendiola, yeah. Yaki and Cipriano, Gene uh, Garcia, but uh, and Eric Kizon is apparently back here. And I'm looking through the cast. There are a bunch of other Chinese uh, names in in the cast. So, what did you think of of the whole movie? Because I, I I never watched it. Yeah, um, the last installment of Manipo for me, I think, was the most um, was the most accurate one for me in terms of like portrayal. Um, it's not too exotic, like what you said earlier. So um, I think among, like, <laughs> here we go again with the power rankings. I would say this one is the most accurate one for me. Um, it really um, expounded on the Live Chinoy life. Or parang the, it wasn't about any Taipan at all. It was just like a, a regular, regular businessman yeah. who made it out there. So, so yun. Um, I really enjoyed the last one. Even my mom, she she actually told me, "Hey, Kim, uh, she was the one who watched it first. She she told me about it. She's like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, there's a Manopo Seven. You should go watch it. It's actually, it's actually pretty good compared to the previous ones. Na medyo ano daw, medyo wild. It's uh, very, very stereotypical nga daw. So this very one daw was a little bit more, well, more yeah, more grounded, more tame. And uh, I believe uh, someone told me that this. Uh, latest installment of Manopo 7 or uh, Manopo 7 Chinoy uh, was actually, uh, I'm not sure if written by a Chinoy or they actually consulted with a Chinoy. Kaya sobrang, um, it's, it's more accurate, it's more um, relevant to, to, to us. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia mm-hmm. because uh, you know for for local movies, walakan mamasadong ibang sources, right? And the mm-hmm. credits say uh, the screenplay was written by Senedi Ke. Mm-hmm. So Ke is a Chinese-sounding mm-hmm. name, you know. Uh, I I grew up with lots of Kes. Mm-hmm. Same here. I I don't know Senedi Ke. It, it was produced by Mother Lily and mm-hmm. Roselle Monteverde Teo, her her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, bo- both Chinoy. Um, yeah, I 
I guess something happened in the writers' room, or you know, uh, whoever Senadike is, they got to tell their story, which I appreciate. If if that's your feedback, Kim, because you know, mm-hmm. like over the course of our time together podcasting, you've also become pretty vocal about the frustrations of portrayal. So for you to say that, you know, yeah, it, it's not too problematic. Yeah, says this, a lot. this was pretty good. Yeah, this one's pretty good. But the ones previous, like uh, one, I, I would one is okay. Uh, in yung god tier, diba? So, two till um, six, mana po six. Um, so, yeah. Uh, mana po two till six was actually um, a weak na siya for me. Uh, they wanted to get a lot of uh, Chinoy, parang Chinoy values, Chinoy um, experiences into one movie. Let's say, um, let's go with mana po five, go ID. Um, it's about uh, the Great Wall, so I think they wanted to tackle that aspect. Mm. But it they got it so there was a lot of aspects about it that it was too romanticized. Um, again, a lot of chongsams and not so accurate portrayal. So, um, ayun, after watching um, those manapos, I was saying, oh man, there's nothing uh, too relevant for me. Parang all of the time, it feels like I'm watching a soap opera that was written. Uh, yun, that wasn't written by a Chinoy. I was just watching something na para okay, yan yung stereotype. Okay, that's what we're that's what we're watching. So, so yun when Manopo Seven came out, I was I was pretty happy about it. So I heard they're making Manopo Eight, which I'm actually excited to see. Hopefully, still the same flavor as Seven. Is so, it gonna be about family too? I have no idea what the title is. Uh, let me go check Wikipedia. But uh, yeah. Hopefully, it's as good as, well, it's as um, relatable as Seven. I mean, you know, uh, everything's got to be about family, right? Mm. Nothing's as strong as family. Yeah, even Seven, actually, is <laughs> it's basically about uh, family renaman, family. Dominic yeah. would be proud. Yeah, Dom Toretto would be proud. <laughs> What's the iconic line in this uh, movie, said? I think I think you mentioned it earlier, yung, uh, yeah. Nothing is as strong as family. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is as strong when you've got family. <laughs> but, but following this time in uh, our pop culture, like, you know, um, the chinito-chinita archetype is, is popular na talaga. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. a fixture. You've got lots of chinito-chinita personalities, whether as actors, as singers, as hosts. Uh, we're basically everywhere. But to the point na, we even have Mr. and Miss Chinatown. But Kim, you were part of that. You, yeah. uh, you were a Miss Chinatown contestant. So like, it, it's really everywhere. Um, I, I was pretty surprised and not surprised mm-hmm. when a couple of years ago, there was a song on our rotation, a wave, called Chinita Girl by this rapper uh, Lil Vinci and Guel. So yeah, it's about them crushing on a Chinita Girl, basically. <laughs> Yeah, not not only that song. There was actually another one, um, not about chinitas, but uh, about like fo- uh, falling in love with a chinoy or liking a chinoy. Um, it's by Chinito, Parok- by Yen Constantino. Y- yes, Yen Con- Constantino, as well as um, Parokya ni Edgar. They uh, came out with a song called uh, "Pangarap Lang Kita." So if uh, you actually listen to the song, um, yun, uh, Great, Great Wall. wall. It's about the Great Wall. Yeah. Right. That's the one with Happy Sea. Yes, yes, that that one, that one. So, yeah. So you know, in um, I I guess it's getting better. I'd I'd like to think it. 
uh, or like the hope na somehow it's getting better, especially nga with more of us out there, people seeing the diversity in opinions, the diversity in personalities even. Even tayo, ginagawa natin with a podcast, diba? us critiquing these things, asking these questions na stereotypically our community wouldn't do. Kasi ayaw nating gumawa ng gulo or yep. parang hindi ka naman inaano eh, di ba? But uh, di, di, uh, bakit ka magchichowan ke or bakit ka gagawa <laughs> ng, ng away, di ba? Di ka naman, di ka naman inaano. Um, you know, we, we still have a bit of time here so I want to touch on my portrayal of the Chinoy archetypes when I was in wrestling. When I was appearing okay. as Mr. C in PWR. So, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah uh, when I started in, in uh, PWR, I was the general manager. So in wrestling terms, the general manager is like the authority figure, the boss who says, nah, okay, uh, in, at, at our next show, it's going to be the championship match. It's going to be you versus you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> th- that's what the general manager does. Or like they discipline everybody and be like, oh, you're interfering. You are out of here. That type of shit. All right. So th- that was my role. I was a good guy. So I was Mr. C. And I called myself Mr. C because, well, uh, I was already in radio and I was already hosting events. So I didn't yeah. want to change my name because I was Stan C in these small circles. So I, I used Mr. C para my authority, diba? And because my dad growing up, I would hear clients or co-workers go, oh, Mr. C, Mr. C. Alam mo, parang yeah. ang, ang ganda lang ng tunog. So I, I yeah. went as Mr. C. So um, when I was the general manager, I was a good guy. And all the bad guys, they would make fun of my ethnicity. They would make fun of my small eyes. They yeah. would uh, tell me to like go to my go back to my Tikoy factory. Because wrestling, diba? So bad guys have yeah. to say bad things. Even if they um, go for the low-hanging fruit of the racial-related remarks. Yeah. Um, sometime in 2018, I became a bad guy. Because I was character. Ko. Like, I was no longer the boss. I was now the manager of a group called MSG, or the Mr. C Group of Talents. So, outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I, I got to thank my girlfriend, Ariane, for that because she came up with that name. Cause we that, were... was, that was very smart. <laughs> The Mr. C group <laughs> of yeah, talents, yeah. yeah, right. So it's it's very corporate sounding, de Like in Manopo, the Go group of of companies, yeah. the Mr. C group of talents, and the MSG. So you know, uh, my girlfriend Arian came up with that really, really good name to the point that people still remember it today. Um, and like our initial color scheme was red. I was really playing into Chinese stereotypes. Uh, you got red, and then um, when we started going out as bad guys. Pagkalabas ko palang, I would whip out, I would whip out an angpao. Uh-huh. So I would whip out these red uh, envelopes and I would throw it up, like lalo na if I wanted to get to, to interfere in a match, kasi nga okay. I was a bad guy. So I would bribe the opponents. Oh, kuni mo na, kuni mo na. E di ba, like in in Filipino culture, we all know what an angpao is, whether you're Chinese yeah. or not. And it's a good thing to get an angpao because it means someone's giving you money. Right? But I took this concept and I subverted it and made them boo me the moment I took it out because to them, in wrestling, this means bribe. Yeah. So I would bribe the referee, I would bribe the kalaban, kuni mo na, kuni mo na. So, so there's the angpao. So th- that's a Chinese thing that I leveraged. Um, another Chinese thing I leveraged was Chinese New Year season. Like, I'm sure you guys have been asked by your non-Chinese friends, oh, pahingi naman na tikoy. Yeah. All the time. All the time. All the time. (laughs) Fucking tiring, right? Yeah. I decided to channel my frustrations into my character. Uh, One Chinese New Year, 
I brought empty boxes of tikoy. Because we're a Chinese family. We have tikoy at home, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Nakain na namin. So I brought the empty boxes. And then we would give them out to fans. Because they would be like, oh, tikoy, tikoy, pahe, pahe. Give them the box. And then inside was basura. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Isn't how did they react? Oh, okay. how did they react once they opened it? Like, oh, shh. And they'd be like, Gago to, ah. or, yeah. wait, or Some people would get the joke and, and yeah, they'd, yeah, be, yeah. they'd laugh, but others would be like, Tangina to. Ah. And then eventually we'd start writing messages like, buy your own damn tikoy, that type of stuff. And then, yung ang pao, I turned it into a bizarro fortune cookie where I started printing out these messages like a fortune cookie inside the ang pao. And like the kids would ask for the ang pao, and the other adults would ask for the ang pao. So, yeah. uh, like, this one kid received an ang pao from me. Nah, yeah. I didn't know what was inside because I kung pinrent eh. Yeah. Yung bata, nobody wants to have sex with you. Oh shoot! So, <laughs> like, how old was this kid? Like nine, what, ten. ten? Oh crap! So did he actually read it out? Yeah, he like, read it out. Then he said, "Oh, tita, what does this mean?" Or, or some shit. Oh, that was that was so happened. After the show, during the meet and greet, the tita of the kid was like, "Do you know what your ang pao says inside?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then it, it says nobody wants to have sex with you and you gave it to a child and I'm like why did you let your child receive an ang pao from me? So, yeah. Uh, I love being Mr. C because yeah. uh, as a bad guy because I, I love playing with the expectations yeah. nila of a Chinoy character and then subverting it within the confines of wrestling. Like, talagang ginagago ko lang sila with the things they expected of me and then I would throw it back in their face because as a bad yeah. guy my job was to piss you off so stuff like that um, I, 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 uh, there, there were times that I would reflect and be like am I doing the community a disservice by playing up to these tropes and stereotypes <laughs> but I was having too much fun yeah actually interesting that you brought that up because we had something similar actually um, said do you remember the time we had a boot in Comic Ed? And yes, then we yeah. had this little game. So I brought in a lot oh. of ang- remember that. Okay, yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we brought in a lot of ang paus as well. So obviously we were the only ones in Comic Con or Comicet uh, yeah. that was uh, Chinoy, parang Chinoy comics, ganon. And then what we did was we we really made it into like the stereotypical Chinoy uh, Chinese or Chinoy uh, Chinese Filipino boot. So it was all like we had a red cloth over it. Yeah, you also and, uh, remember the time we we borrowed your ama's like table, you know, complete with the green cloth. Yeah. Pattern. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, going back to like the red cloth, um red cloth uh, we actually sprinkled like a uh, gold foil also <laughs> over the table and uh yeah, we had an angpao and a huge um uh bowl. We had um, a nice game. We yeah, had we had nice yeah, game. that's I'm going to that. I'm going to that. Yeah, yeah. we had our own get dice game as well. And um, every time someone would uh, get like the fourth place, fifth place, um, they'd get like a tiny prize. Mm. Pag dating sa first place, okay, you can pick like one ang pao, any ang pao. And yung content ng ang pao is like when you open it, the, like once you pull it out, you think it's money. Kasi yung nakaprint out dun, it's like let's say 500 pesos. So everyone's like, oh my God, 500 pesos. But when they actually pull it out, it's like, Wala akong pera. Uh, go, go earn your <laughs> yeah. own. Something like that. I, I can't remember the exact lines, pero but wala akong pera. It was, pera. It was, it was earn a character, si Tauke. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was his, his, 
his caption is like Wabotsi and all that. Yeah, and, and yeah, people yeah. actually play. It's funny that people actually play that game because we And they actually made prize naman talaga. Like yeah. some of the angpaos um, had stickers in it. So parang some of you the know. people who visited our booth, they wanted. Stickers. Yeah, they wanted to get the stickers. So parang they really paid like because ten pesos per roll. So every time na nagroll sila, they get an angpao. So th- there were some people who got the stickers, some people who got the but, fake money. But earned so, a lot from that from that dice game, mini game. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can imagine. Uh, yeah, you're, ten you're pesos. Na, oh, may five hundred pesos. Tapos tangi na wala akong pera. Parang yeah, mapipigun ka. So that's pretty funny. That's it's pretty funny. It does remind me of the shit I used to do as uh, as Mr. C. You know. Yeah, and then people were actually mad. They, they were like, okay, why did you? Ano to? Parang scam ba to? Sabi ko, eh, trip namin, eh. Trip namin. <laughs> trip namin. Nag-roll kayo. Nagbayad kayo. You wanted an angpaw, you got it. <laughs> so, yeah, actually. But yeah, then there was, were some really people fun. who came back multiple times. Like, they rolled like yeah, 20 times. In 20 times. Game. So, one imagine one 20 times uh, 10 pesos. So, yeah. one person. That was just one person. You know the definition of insanity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> doing things over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah, in the end, he just got a lot of ang paos and then he asked us, so do I get anything if I got like 20 ang paos? I'm like, you know what? You can keep like <laughs> like five of those. Uh, but he, he was to... expecting like your number or some shit. <laughs> there are I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking well, Miss Chinatown's hanging out uh, in this booth, yeah. about get a fucking but, number. But, but we got money. <laughs> we got money. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I don't know about you guys with with uh, so Asian comics. If you get young messages from people now, hey, you know, I can really relate to the, mm. the stuff that you you talk about in the mm. comics. Thank you for representing us. Uh, for me in wrestling, mm. I think I had like one or two people say, "Nah, Stan, thank you for representing us." Representing yeah. the Chinoy community in wrestling, nice. you know, it didn't happen a lot, but the one or two times it happened, it meant so much to me. Because yeah, um, it, like for me, the character, I really put so much thought into it. Like even if I was being a bad guy, I thought of subverting things, parang taking the discourse mm-hmm. in my character design to a different level. But that's me, because ganon ako magisip. So like, kayo ba? Uh, do you get that feedback? Yeah, uh, maybe I'll go first with this one because the first time uh, the comics was released, so Siguro first five uh, comic strips that were released, um, two of my close friends messaged me. And um, so shout out to Giselle. <laughs> she's actually supporting our podcast uh, a lot. And, hey, what's uh, up, she's, Giselle? She's super, uh, super happy about this because she's all about like representation as well. Like she, I, I think this is an episode she can really appreciate because she's always been telling me that Kim, before your comics, there was nothing like this. Nobody put out content like this, and it's really nice to see uh, how accurate it is. Like especially since like social media is actually you know mass media naren as well, diba? You you put out content there, millions of people can see it on Facebook. So uh, she was really happy about the comics. And for me, um, I, I think I I mentioned this or I briefly talked about this on my CNN interview. I said. Um, as an artist, you really just want your works to have an impact. And if it has an impact, that's really what matters. It's not all about the followers. It's not about the engagement. It's about like what your work actually does. And if it does have impact, then that's great. That's fantastic. So that's for me. Well, for me, it's um, I'm just proud. And I guess validation for myself. 
as an artist na my experiences parang mean could mean a lot to people rin, especially about in our world of creative uh, media right um so yeah so for me it's enough it's it's validation on na we've subverted expectations na parang you know we're chinois but we can also make it out there in the world yeah. of entertainment and arts right so yeah. yeah shout out to the kim chus and the chris chus of the world it could not have been easy diba? um yeah. to, to to be them to be in their shoes you know uh and, to the gretchen hoes and the oh. loreen uis and the liz uis and and everybody you know and, no, no. and i was also the tim yaps all, all these people yeah and i was also touched in uh you during our early um early days of Asian comics like we've got a lot of um support like um people yeah, yeah, message yeah, yeah. Para, hey um i really like what you're doing do you have books in national bookstore uh and also or, like, are you gonna put out more content you know, like right, people right? saying that it and actually means so much to like, us our friends would message us and would like hey you know this this also happens in my family maybe you can turn it to yeah, a comic yeah, yeah. i remember um like four or five different people would message us about the about the yung halomo it's a cookie jar or a or an ice cream pint yeah. and you open it it's fish or sewing kits right right so, right yeah those kinds of things and um and i'm also happy in that it's also happening right now with our podcast because yeah ever since the first three episodes dropped as of recording um I have a lot of like my batchmates yeah. whom I haven't spoken Talk. to in 10 uh-huh. years just messaged wow. me and commented um like they're watching and then they really thought that they were engaging and um <laughs> and um it's just ano lang it's just valid further validation on our careers as Chinoy creatives don't you think so Stan Yeah, um, I I think now what we're bringing to the table with the podcast at least, or with you guys with the comics, or me with you know, um, yeah, me just openly questioning shit is <laughs> is ultimately representation, and representation matters. It it really does. It it says a lot. Like I was what I've been watching Survivor, the reality TV show, for twenty plus years, and. Uh, when there was finally an Asian American character in season five, I was cheering for her all the way. When the first Asian American winner came in in season thirteen, I was super happy. He's he's still one of my first favorite players, so one of my favorite players rather. So it really means a lot to have someone who identifies with you, looks like you, sounds like you, talks like you, went through the same shit as you, even in things like. Smaller, uh, smaller, more subtle pieces of representation, like Trese, for example, when the anime adaptation came yeah. out and we saw uh, Trese with the incense or yeah. the Chinese influences in her outfit, that means a lot to us. That means a lot to me. So yeah, even in tiny details like that, it's it's one more it's thing. Great. Like you know, while we're talking about representation, uh, we haven't mentioned um, what was that? We haven't mentioned. Oh shoot! No, I'm getting memory block. <laughs> that that famous Chinese uh, American movie that just came out recently. Uh, is this Crazy Rich Asians? Crazy no. Rich Asians. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Crazy Rich yeah. Asians. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's also good for representation the same way. Now, Fresh Off the Boat is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kim's Convenience. Convenience. Yes. Fang Chi. But in in the yeah. MCU, uh, th- these are all big. But it. Uh, I I think I I get what Seth's trying to get at mm-hmm. here. Um, it also highlights that just because you're Asian 
or even yung pagka Chinese is so different across the board. Like Crazy Rich Asians portrays Asian Americans and the Singapore Chinese, which mm-hmm. is different from the Chinese Filipinos. It's different from the Chinese in Malaysia. Different from the Chinese in China, the yes. Taiwanese people, Hong Kong residents, and all that. Iba iba talaga yun. So like uh, for the local community who some of you might still be lumping us together, that's absolutely not the case. Kaya, you know, when 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 uh, misguided national artists or people who believe in fake news say na, oh, you know, these people, uh, mga Chinoy, they actually will side with China, that's a big load of bullshit. Kasi, uh, you know, for I'm going to speak for the three of us, this is the country we call home. We're, yeah. we're from here. Like, our nationality literally says Filipino. So, yun. Um... I hope that settles the question. I really hope it does. Really hope so. <laughs> right? Because uh, yeah, uh, it still pops up from time to time. So I, it I'm pisses so, me off. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we mentioned it. Our CNN documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, go, yeah. Go watch that. Uh, go watch the uh, documentary produced by uh, Chinoy TV. It's uh, directed by Mike Karandang and it's going to air on CNN Philippines from July 24 and for the next 10 weeks. Um, yeah, hopefully you get to know the community better. It's got a diverse set of uh, um, opinions. Hopefully a different type of representation than that you have the more old school traditional and you have the more new school liberal than you have me being a <laughs> a disruptor in there. So yeah, uh, go, go check that out. But in the meantime, we're going to be ending this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really felt that our last two episodes talking about representation for Chinois in mass media so cathartic I'm sure we just tackled it in broad strokes we didn't even mm-hmm. get to everything there's so much yep. we may have missed out yep. so we'd love for you to continue the conversation online you can find us it is at Now Steaming Podcast on Facebook and Instagram on Twitter it is at Now Steaming Pod but please you know, it, uh, tag me in your messages I appreciate you guys tagging Kim and said but please tag me too I feel yep. left out it's at <laughs> underscore Stancy underscore S-T-A-N-S-Y uh, Kim where can they find you? Yeah, guys, uh, don't forget to message Stan because he really would appreciate all those messages. So as for me, you guys can reach out. That's at Kimberly Mass. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I also have a personal website if you want to check out what else I'm up to uh, right now. That's www.kimberlymass.com. Uh, all of the other info, like complete biography about me written by uh, Ahe Reggie. So thank you so much for writing that short bio about me. So so there, um, I also have a contact page there. If you, you want to message me, if you're shy to message on Facebook, you can actually do that through my website. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. And said, where can people send you hate mail? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you may reach me, my Instagram account, Cedric C. Cheng. And you can follow us on Facebook, uh, So Asian Comics. Yeah, yeah, follow us on go. Spotify. Every every follow matters. Yeah. Uh, don't send said hate mail, but send him pictures of Kim Chu and Chris Chu so he knows who the fuck yeah. they are now. <laughs> on yeah, behalf please. of uh, Kim and Sed, I uh, just want to say thank you again to everybody. Please follow us, leave a comment, subscribe. Don't forget to wash your hands and wear your masks still. Stay safe. And, uh, you know, 2022, lang. less yep. than a year away from uh, a new president. So please make sure you register to vote, be part of the election process, and get your vaccines. So, Now Steaming Podcast, signing out for now. Stan C, Kimberly Mass, Cedric Cheng, out. <laughs>